Parasite won Best Picture, and the director of Parasite also got dressed director, which I thought was really cool, yeah. because I actually think the direction in that movie was really nice. And he took his two Oscars and he made them kiss, <laughs> which I was like, has nobody ever done that before? Because that's the first thing I would do if I had two yes. Oscars. Seriously. <laughs> Why did it take us until Bong Joon-ho to, to, to do that? Is his name Bong Joon-ho? Yes. Because I thought that was the name of that song in that Bollywood movie, Ghost World. It might also be that. But I'm, like, pretty sure that's his name. I'm not racist. No, I'm looking at His name is... Oh, gosh, that's a weird Google search. Okay. It um, makes me think of that. Um, his name is Bong Joon-ho. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> of that meme with that... What's that MMA fighter's name with the lisp? Uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah, Mike Tyson. Mike- <laughs> He he with the list. Is he, he's more of a boxer, really. But yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> boxer, that's right. He just bits some dude's ear off. Anyway. Yep, Mike yeah. Tyson. <laughs> it shows him holding like two pigeons or something, and he's like, no kiss. No kiss. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> so, I have a question for you. Okay. Aaron. Yes. Jensen. Uh-huh. Does it feel like something's missing? Mm, no. No. Yeah, you're right. I think I was just imagining it. Anyway, um, oh, by the way, we have new mics. We have, have new, new mics. mics. Yay! They're fancy, and we're still getting used to them. And yeah. how close we need to be to them, and how far away we should not be from them. Right now, I'm just trying. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just trying not to cough all up in this pop filter. I'm trying to remember to lean away when I laugh. Yeah. Which is a lesson I've been trying to learn for the last like six episodes of our podcast. We've made a concerted effort not to not to like laugh as much and to lean away when we are laughing. And we are aware that our efforts are not failing. at all reflective in the <laughs> episodes of this podcast. We're, we're failing horribly. I'm I'm very sorry. There's we're trying. <laughs> I have nothing more to say. <laughs> But let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you. Let, let me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you? Okay. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. What were you saying? <laughs> it, it's gone now. Okay. Well, I should probably not pop my knuckles directly into the microphone. <laughs> are we gonna? Are we gonna? ASMR. <laughs> the microphones are too much fun, and they're too close to my face. I we're just want to play with just, them. Just like honestly, I keep trying to segue into some sort of an opening for this episode, but the truth is, these microphones are just really fun to play with, and it's been nonsense. Yes. And I don't think it's a problem, no. Given our history yeah. in this show, this is pretty par for the course. Are we going to talk about the fact that Lady's not here? Or are we just going to not worry about it? Who? We should probably mention it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny <laughs> well we are supposed to tell embarrassing stories about her though oh we have one yeah <gasps> she told us about an embarrassing story while she was at the missionary training center in provo utah which just the fact that she's at the missionary training center in provo utah i mean already anybody who has context and knows what that's about is embarrassed for her because it's just kind of an embarrassing it's place a weird sometimes place. it's a very strange place it's gotten better yeah like mm. when i was I mean, there there's a cat living there now yeah there's a they didn't cat have that when i was there <laughs> Yeah, that makes Zach, me serious. Zach got PTSD reading her email. He's like, no, this is bringing everything back. The MTC was the worst. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty yeah. bad. I mean, it it's it's one of those things where 
I don't want to talk about it either, actually. Now, yeah. I was going to talk about it, but I, I too, have some, it's, like, I, I don't think I can handle it. It's just weird. <laughs> I used to say this all the time when I was there to my companions. When we were trying to get somewhere, I'd say, this place is a geographical oddity, five minutes from everywhere. And no matter where you are, it takes my five minutes to get where you're going. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you, like, are right outside the building. For some reason... It takes you five it minutes. It takes to you get five there. minutes to get inside it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> it was just, it was just strange. Like I, I found so many weird little places when I was there, and I mean, I probably you found been... places that I'm pretty sure aren't actually real. I, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> mom is convinced that that library you found is actually the room of requirement. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I found no evidence of it. Well, couldn't even find the building you had said it was in. Or the red room. Well, I know that Ooh. they. I know that they did a lot of construction on yeah. the MTC shortly after I was there, and then they did even more recently. Yeah. Um. And when I was there, though, and probably around the time that Zach was there too, uh, there weren't really windows in a lot of the buildings. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh and the windows that were there weren't the kind you can like look out of properly, you know what I mean? Uh, like it, I mean that's actually part of why it felt so gloomy as it was just really enclosed and um and a bit maze-like in some of the structures, which is why you'd find yourself in a place that looked exactly like every other floor and you just didn't know how you got there or where you were going and if you ever tried to find your way back there like you, you could run into problems <laughs> <You'd> ne- <laughs> just never find your way back yeah i mean it was a bit like it was a bit like living in a very boring proletarian labyrinth <laughs> but like not not as interesting even as that because you could find your way around yeah. but you just every once in a while you'd be like disoriented and it was it wasn't like proper lost. It was just like, oh gosh, how did I get here? Like that kind of thing. Just that feeling over and over again all day. Nice. <laughs> it seems like it's pretty fun for Lainey. Like yeah, in she comparison enjoyed it. to our mm. time. Cause like she's, I don't know. seems like they're a lot calmer about yeah. everything. The only thing that seemed a little bit weird about her stay was just this embarrassing story where they broke the elevator and almost got trapped on it. <laughs> Yes. Which reminds me, we were supposed to be telling this story this whole time. Yeah, you go. Okay. Uh, So Lainey was with her companion. Basically, when you're a missionary, you have another missionary there with you who you're supposed to travel with and teach with and just spend all the time with. So she was with her companion. And then there was another companionship with them. And they were all in the elevator. And they were just riding the elevator between floors. And suddenly, Lainey's companion goes... I bet I could pry the doors open. And Lainey's like, don't do it. And then <laughs> Lainey's companion's like, no, I'm going to do it. And so as the elevator's moving, she reached over and just started pulling the doors open. And she started pulling them open successfully. And then the elevator started screaming at them. <laughs> and then they were all freaking out. Lainey and all of the sisters, except for her companion, were all screaming. Her companion were was... I think she was just looking like, uh-oh. Uh, yeah, Lainey <laughs> described it as she was stricken with sudden and immediate regret or yes. something like that. <laughs> and the elevator was stuck for a second, screaming at them, and the doors had shut, and then suddenly they opened again, and they were at a floor. And as soon as they opened, Lainey just ran out of the elevator, and she was right in front of one of their teachers, and she just stopped and was like, I'm never, never riding that elevator ever again. 
And then the elevator started to like close the doors. And so her companion was like, come back on the elevator. And then he just went on it. Yeah. <laughs> and she just rode the elevator. So what's embarrassing is that she has no conviction. Yeah. She has- <laughs> and uh, screams at the slightest provocation. Yeah. <laughs> but now the elevator is still broken. She says that um, even like a week or two after it happened, the elevator would continue oh. to scream at everyone who rode it. Oh my god. It's like full on broken. They just she broke it. <laughs> yeah. So oh. Lainey broke the elevator. Lainey's companion broke the elevator. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's true. <laughs> Lainey was just witness to it and did nothing to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's it's really her fault. Love. Love is mm. what brings us no. together. Makes the world go I don't do you guys have any thoughts on love? Uh, yeah me neither <laughs> um so <laughs> we uh we decided to celebrate valentine's day by playing dating simulators it's pretty wait, cool wait, are I we guess. gonna catch up first on what we've yeah, been playing we are. or should I we was getting there oh are we gonna do dating simulators first no just tell me what's happening i'm just i was just i was just trying to be a podcast host jeez okay <laughs> i all. don't know how to do that so <laughs> Well, you don't have to. You could just let me do it. It's Jensen. <laughs> Jensen tries to take the place of Lainey immediately. I just feel really official with this microphone. <laughs> take the place of Lainey, meaning the person who's always trying to take my place? Oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, exactly. That is what's happening. <laughs> Aaron has figured it out. Oh, no. Uh, I was going to say, we were going to talk about some dating simulators that we played. But first, Aaron... <laughs> What games are you playing right now? I am still playing Bloodborne and Judgment and loving it. Um, I'm starting to get a little discouraged because Bloodborne is getting harder. I mean, I don't think anyone's surprised about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I am determined to see it through, even if I have to ask for help. So yeah, I've been sticking with those games. And the other night I watched Adam and Zach play some Dark Souls for a few hours and it was super fun to watch. And I will never have the patience for that game. (laughs) Maybe someday. Probably not. It's really fun. And I'll gladly help you with it. You should get it on PlayStation. I think after after your first playthrough of Bloodborne's over, you might give it another go. I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But still, there's... I don't know. It is different. It's different. (laughs) Yeah. But it's really fun. Once you like get the hang of it, I'll admit I don't feel like I really got the hang of it until after I defeated Ornstein and Smaug with Elsa's help. Mm. But then I just, I just loved it. It was great. Uh Before that, I was like, I was enjoying myself, but it was a a struggle. Yeah. And that's like halfway through the game. What's wrong with me? That is a solid 50% of the way through the game. But now I can replay it and do just fine and, and I don't have any troubles. Okay. But, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Noise. Elsa, what are you playing? So I may play nothing but Witcher 3 for the rest of my life and I'm <laughs> kind of okay with it. Um, I, I feel like I'm a little bit of a weird Witcher fan because I started with the books and read those and and fell in love with the story and the characters in that. Um, I think that's that's like the normal way. 
That's the normal way, Elsa. Almost everybody I've talked to the played books the... have been around since the 90s. Well, I know that. <laughs> but most people who I've talked to, most people who seem to be big fans of The Witcher were introduced to it through the games. I mean, that's how I was introduced to it. Actually, no, I was introduced to it when I got called on my mission to Poland. Um, so you are just <laughs> taking Lainey's place and arguing with me about I'm everything. sorry. <laughs> I will attest to Elsa's point. I started with the third game. That's how I found out about the series. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay. not saying that the books aren't popular. <laughs> I know that they're huge, but for those of us who didn't live in Poland, like, I feel like it was normal to get okay. introduced to Witcher through Witcher 3. That's fair. <laughs> if you didn't live in Poland, then I'm sure it's it's much more common to get introduced through the games. Not saying there's anything wrong with having lived in no. Poland. A third of this podcast lived in Poland. <laughs> so, good for that third. <laughs> okay, well, I was introduced to it through the books. And because through I lived living in in Poland, Poland. <laughs> but I didn't read the books until I had after after I'd played the game. <laughs> so I don't know what that makes. Me. I don't know what your point is. Let but me ask thank you this: you. <laughs> I didn't even play the games. <laughs> I didn't even play the games till I came back from my mission. But I was so immersed in the Witcherness in Poland that I was a fan even before I knew anything about the stories. I like would recognize when people had Witcher tattoos and be like, oh, Vijmin. And then we'd like talk about how much we love the Witcher. <laughs> and is... I've never read or played any of it. Thank you. I'm now going to return. I'm sorry I'm being Laney. I am now going to return to the second sentence of my notes. <laughs> Okay, Lainey has clearly possessed me. I am no longer Jensen. I am now a hybrid of Jensen and Lane. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I read the books first, and then I watched the Netflix show, which I was very happy with. I've since become aware that apparently the very cool thing for us Vietnamese fans is that did I did I you said that? it right? Good oh, job. Yeah. Apparently, the very cool thing for us Vietnamese fans is that we're supposed to be like really angry at the Netflix series for adapting it wrong. But I, I thought it was I thought great. It was great. <laughs> um, like I didn't love everything. You can listen to me complain about Brokolon for a couple of hours, yeah. but I I thought that they did a really good job for the most part, and I liked the Netflix adaptation. And then a few weeks after that was when I was like, oh, maybe I'll play the game. <laughs> And I have avoided playing this game ever since uh, you told me to play it. Because <laughs> naturally, of course, <laughs> I'm not because. even surprised. Because this is this is how you introduced it to me. You were like, "Oh yeah, it's like a dark fantasy series. You're a monster hunter. It's this really cool story. It's based off of a book series that I bet you'd like to." By the way, it's 300 hours. <laughs> For me, that's a selling point. <laughs> I know for me, I hear 300 hours and I go, ooh, yeah, I'll be lost somebody, in that world for so long. Maybe I'll never finish it. But for somebody who really like primarily plays survival horror, it's 300 hours was like the quickest way to get me to never play <laughs> okay, it. This was before I knew that you liked shorter games because <laughs> you also liked Dark Souls. Yeah, okay, that's true. Dark Souls but, is super long. But you can, I mean, you can complete a, a game of Dark Souls in, in like a day yeah but you're not going to well some of us have i know you can but i'm just (laughs) saying when it's your first time playing the game you're not going to finish no no not my first time but like you know you're gonna spend a long time in it and then you're probably gonna go back and replay it and then play it again and then next thing you know you're gonna have racked up 300 hours in dark souls which i know you have 
you're not wrong. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I put off playing Witcher for a really long time because I knew it was a huge time commitment. And I finally started playing it a couple of weeks ago, and I love this game. I, I get it now. I get it. I get what everybody was going on about. I love the story. I love the characters. I love the music. I already knew I loved the story and the characters because I love the books. But like the way that the game has adapted it is so perfect for a game specifically. Like they've really utilized all of those Witcher elements to their to their greatest potential within this game world. And they've just created such a beautiful game. And I am just, I'm enjoying it in an unprecedented degree. Like I just, I love this so much. Um, I will say those controls are junk. <laughs> like, I I tolerate them <laughs> at best. Uh, I do uh, struggle really, really hard with the controls. I love how it's like really hard to walk around in the game without like <laughs> yeah. tripping and falling and forward rolling over several people and down a flight of steps. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say they're difficult. Like, I think I get along okay with them, but they just feel so weird. And, like, you're constantly doing stuff like that. And I'm always having these moments where I'm like, no, don't, I'm not telling you to bang your shin against a post. I'm just trying to get you to walk around it. There's weirdly more control when you're moving quickly or when yeah. you're fighting. Yeah. And just oh, yeah. Trying... There's so much more control when you're fighting. Yeah, and actually the fighting system feels pretty good yeah. for the most part. Like, it doesn't bother me it's as much. It's just moving around in the world that's yeah. kind of tough. Yeah, um, especially once you get, like, the signs and the, the bombs and the crossbow and stuff down. It starts to feel really, really fluid. That's how I feel, too, about um, basically any Rockstar game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto and... Ro- and um, like, when you're fighting, Red suddenly the controls work. One and two <laughs> are both, like, just trying to move around the space is so freaking hard i don't even know how i finished that triathlon in grand theft auto 5 (laughs) like racing a horse is easier than just like walking down a city block Mm. yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely (laughs) but i i love it i love the crafting mechanic i love the inventory i love just the variety of of ways that you can approach any given situation and the sheer scope and breadth of it's so impressive. I, and like, I guess the only other complaint I'd have is just that sometimes you can see where CD Projekt Red's vision and scope kind of exceeded their actual capabilities mm-hmm. at the time, which I know that this was a big project for them and, um, and maybe they didn't necessarily have the budget that they, you know, aspired to have. Like you can see, you can see the edges. You can see where they had to cut corners. Um, and sometimes it's just little things. Uh, and sometimes it's, sometimes it's slightly <laughs> bigger things. <laughs> but um, when it comes down to it, like I am, I love this game so much. And I honestly, since I started playing it, I haven't wanted to play anything else. Like every time I get a chance to to play, I just want to go back to Witcher. And I'm so glad that you like it now. And I'm so glad that you like Gwent and that you bought that whole Gwent set. And I'm so I, excited to play Gwent with okay, you. Okay, oh yeah. Gosh. No, this is this is a shameful confession. <laughs> this was a, this was a very okay. Everyone, when you're older and you have your own money and you can start to make responsible choices with it, <laughs> I would encourage you to do that. That having been said, I just on a whim, decided to drop like $300 this week to buy a wooden Gwent table set and five decks of cards. 
That's so cool. I'm so excited. I didn't know they had that. I didn't know I could be that stupid with money. Um, <laughs> we <but> should definitely <laughs> do a video of us playing some Gwent. Oh, gosh. That's... I'm going to lose so hard. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I love Gwent. I I mean, I always, I knew that this was, I always thought that it was kind of like a running joke, you know, that everybody's like, you want to play a game of Gwent? Like, I love it. I love it. And I'm so good at it. So fun. It's the best. Yeah. (laughs) So Jensen, what brand new game that you definitely (laughs) haven't played literally 20 times did you play? Basically, the day that Lainey left for her mission, I went and borrowed her PlayStation copy of Mass Effect and decided to play it again for the 21st time, 22nd time. I can't remember now. I have to look. I wrote it down. Which which time was this? <laughs> 21st time. I started playing it for the 21st time. And I got two-thirds of the way through my 21st playthrough. And I was playing as Femship because, obviously, because that's the canon way to play Mass Effect. <laughs> and I was romancing Liara, and it was awesome, and everything was fun. And then I remembered that... Um, Tally exists and is romanceable in the second and third game. And so I immediately, um, partway through my 21st playthrough, started over a 22nd playthrough as a male shepherd who would romance Tally. And then I proceeded to play both games simultaneously, switching back and (laughs) forth until I beat them both uh, within a day of each other. And then I started the second game just with the male shepherd who's romancing Tally. I'm going to go back and play as my femship later, but I just love Tally so much, you guys. I can't, I can't not. And it's almost Valentine's Day and she's back on my crew and I'm going to go help her with her, her treason um, problem and... (laughs) Not causing treason. We're fixing it. <laughs> uh, you need, you guys need to habit. play that game. <laughs> but um, so I I won't read all of them because uh, they actually ended up being kind of long. But I made lists um, during my 21st and 22nd playthrough of new experiences because I actually did a lot of things that were new this time. Um, but they're all little and stupid. None of them are like big choices. Like, well, I've already made um, most of the big choices. Um, number, no, I can think of a big choice that I've no, not done yet. I have never waited to get Liara until after Vermeer. Um, I've always wanted to do that, and I have not yet done it because I really like having Liara with me. But I know that when you do that, she's kind of gone crazy. <laughs> Just a little bit, because she's been trapped. And yeah. so I haven't done that yet. So I didn't do anything big like that. But it was little things like uh, I read the details for an item for the first time on my 22nd and 21st playthrough. <laughs> I didn't know that you could do that. <laughs> if you click the right stick while you're hovering over an item, it'll give you a description of it. I've never read this. I didn't know that you could do that. I accidentally clicked the right stick. And I was like, what's this? you. <laughs> Uh, you never forget your first time on your 21st time. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I experienced Shepard yelling, eat this, while gr- throwing a grenade. How did I miss that? I use grenades constantly, but I never noticed that he does that, or she does that, depending on which playthrough it was. I think it was my 21st, so I never noticed she does that. Um, 
I bought the permit for the Hanar who's preaching at the Citadel. You just... I just bought it. You've never normally done that I, before? Normally I convince, um, I like convince him to leave or, you know. I did that on my first playthrough. I This time <laughs> I decided to just do it really quick because I just wanted to get it out of the way because that one is always kind of a pain. I like just went up to talk to him and I didn't have enough charm or intimidate points to get rid of him. So I would just like, I'll just buy you the, the permit. And then he's just still there <laughs> preaching. <laughs> and I was like, I've never experienced this before. <laughs> he's always gone after that. <laughs> oh, I chose a dialogue option when talking to Lord Keen on Novaria, which prompted Liara to say, young males have an unhealthy obsession with my species. And my only response was, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Um, oh, I sided with the gene therapy thing. And in, in the one, the confrontation with... Um, it's the lady and her brother-in-law, and he wants her to get gene therapy for her child because their bro- his brother died of like a some kind of disease, and she doesn't want to. I've always just told him to leave her alone and let her make the choice, but this time I was like, eh, I'll try it the other way. Hmm. I didn't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I opened the examine squad menu thing in the in the squad menu. You've never done that before? I've never done that before. I didn't know you could do that. You can like look at them like side by side to see how they compare. Yeah. Never done that before. Uh, I found the shifty looking cow on Antaram. Okay. When you go to do the dead scientist quest on Antaram where you find tombs and he's got the, the Cerberus scientist that he's like, he's been killing Cerberus scientists. Um, if you explore that that planet, you can find a herd of space cows, and one of them is named Shifty Looking Cow. <laughs> and if you go up and talk to it, and then you turn away to leave, it starts stealing credits from you. <laughs> It'll slowly steal credits for you from you until you get far enough away from it. What? Anytime your back is facing it, but you have to be facing if your back has to be away from it, and the camera has to be away from it. Mm. Once you look at it again with the camera, even if you're still facing away, he'll stop taking your credits. <laughs> Can you get them back? No. What? They're gone forever. <laughs> you can't just kill the cow. No. <laughs> Actually, no, you can. You totally can. I never even thought about that. <laughs> you can totally kill the cow. Um, just save that for the 24th playthrough. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. I have to wonder if the PlayStation version of Mass Effect, if they like really pumped up the creepiness in the music on Pharos when you're fighting the Thorian creepers and the Thorian, because I was terrified. I have never been so scared during that fight because the music was so creepy and you could hear the creepers like making their weird creeper noises and being like, and I was just like, wait, how was that? It's really good. (laughs) But it was terrifying. I was so scared the whole time I was fighting it. And to the point where I got to my 22nd playthrough and I decided that I wasn't going to um, play that one one night. I was like, I was almost to the Thorian Creeper, but it was like midnight. And I was normally I'd be like, oh, I could just beat him. It takes like 20 minutes. Um, But I didn't want to because I was too scared because it was late at night and the music was scary. (laughs) I suppose I could have just turned on a show, but whatever. Um, (laughs) I finally understood what the Thorian Creepers are. I always thought that they were there. I've never heard the line where um, one of your companions says that 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 level of mutation couldn't happen to a human. And I always just thought that they were humans that got mutated by the Thorian, but they're not. The, The Thorian clones the Asari that it's got. So the Thorian Creepers 
are just the the people, but cloned. I'm like 99% sure that Gasp. that's right. <laughs> I know. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. No. Sorry. I actually use the topogra- topographical maps to like <laughs> lessen the frustration of getting around Notacrux. I've never... I've never even noticed that this like topographical and it tells you like the height of things if you pay attention to the map. I'm always just like, oh, I gotta go over this dumb mountain. <laughs> I could just go around it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how mountains work. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I didn't say who should be counselor when they asked me at the end. They asked me Udina or Anderson, and I went, I don't care. <laughs> and then I just left. <laughs> I've never done that before. I always choose. One of them, usually Anderson, because obviously his Adina is a dickwad. <laughs> oh, I noticed that in Cora's Den, and this is my 22nd playthrough. I noticed that in Cora's Den, there's ladies and assless chaps. <laughs> oh <my laughs> what? <God>. Yeah. <laughs> just just never yeah. noticed those before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did Jaleed's Fears before talking to Shorbin about the creepers and that was way better so Shorbin's like scanning cre- the keepers on the citadel and normally you can go and talk to him right after you talk to the council um, and that's how I usually do it and then you go and talk to Jaleed later and he says that Shorbin's trying to kill him and then you go to talk to Shorbin and be like what's going on and he's like please keep scanning the keepers for me I'm not trying to kill Jaleed I promise but if you don't talk to Shorbin and you just go talk to Jaleed then you can go there you fight Shorbin and then he like surrenders and then you can talk to him and it's this really fun conversation and then he reveals that he's scanning the keepers and you can like help him that way okay <laughs> this one is a weird one in my 22nd playthrough while talking to the hostile aim ai on the citadel i fell asleep and when i woke up i had finished talking to him and disarmed the bomb what what the? <laughs> i don't know how literally playing mass effect in your sleep now <laughs> yeah I was in and out of consciousness the whole time I was walking to him. And I was like, I can just get through the conversation. I'm sure I can before I fall asleep. I started talking to him. And then I woke up and I was done talking to him. And I disarmed the bomb. And I just saved and went to sleep. Okay. (laughs) I don't remember it at all. Jesus, take the wheel? (laughs) I guess so. Also, uh, in my 21st playthrough, I found out that you cannot drive over the Skyway on Pharos. And then in my 22nd uh, playthrough, I found out that you can drive off of the Skyway. I don't know why I couldn't in my last playthrough. I died. I died showing Elsa that you couldn't drive off of the Skyway. I was like, look, Elsa, it's so cool. It won't let you drive off. And then I just drove right off and died. And I hadn't saved for a while. I had to redo a chunk of it. That's like the that's the most of them. That's all the funny ones, I think. <laughs> this was a long segment. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. I enjoyed it. I just <laughs> I just had very little context for some yeah. of those. You guys should play that game. Yeah. You should play all of the games. Um they're all amazing. Okay, Aaron, tell us about your dating simulator. Okay. Um so I played was it Hatiful or Hotiful? I think it's Hatiful. Hatiful boyfriend. Which is a, what do you call them? A visual novel? It's, yeah, it's a visual novel. Okay. Visual novel. Yeah. yeah, so it's a visual novel, um, and it's obviously a dating simulator. And you are a human girl going to a high school consisting of all pigeons. Just everybody's <laughs> Just a pigeon. Everyone you. is a pigeon. Do they explain this? No. 
<laughs> Does it require an explanation? No. It's <laughs> the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's really great. I I think I was so I was kind of confused on my first playthrough. I mean, besides the fact that everyone's a bird. Uh, <laughs> just because I don't know. I was hoping it would be a little bit longer and give you more interaction with each love interest. Um, but based on your choices, it pretty much locks it in pretty quickly. Hmm. Um, and then... Yeah, it's meant to be played multiple times if you want to unlock all the content. Yeah. You basically just have to decide which one of these sexy birds you're going to romance. Yeah, basically. Like, right and away. Depending on which choice you make, you might end up regretting it horribly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so going to choose the most pigeony of them all when I play it. There there is a there is a right and a wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's several wrong several answers. wrong answers. Yeah. <laughs> And only one right answer, and that one is the one who just talks in cooing. <laughs> That's the right answer. And for some reason, you totally understand what he's saying. <laughs> it's like, he goes, and then it shows like a big, long thing of what he's saying. <laughs> he's obsessed with pudding for some reason. Oh, he sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the one I wanted to romance was like... The dark, um, misunderstood, quiet pigeon boy in the light in the library i get that because <laughs> i was like i'm totally vibing with this pigeon <laughs> <laughs> but i guess i he didn't like me very much and somehow i ended up confessing to the teacher oh uh, which oh. is no no. Oh, no how did that happen <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I guess I was too nice to him, and at the end, I was supposed to pick, oh, crap, what do they call it? It's instead of Valentine's Day. Burdentines? No, that's a good guess, though. <laughs> I think it's Legumentines? Or <laughs> Legumentines. Something like that. And you're, <laughs> instead of getting chocolate, you get beans, oh. and apparently I chose the bean that the teacher would like, no. and yeah, I just was confessing all of a sudden i was like wait this is over what the heck is happening <laughs> and yeah i was like i didn't want this but lucky for me he was like well i'm sorry i'm not ready for this yet my you know my wife or whatever bad bad partying i don't know i guess she died or something <laughs> i don't know what happened wow he wouldn't tell me it sounded kind of sketchy but yeah he's like <laughs> But when you grow up, I'll be waiting here for you. And no, I was like, no. that's creepy. <laughs> I was like, that's no, okay. I'm good. <laughs> All right, you don't have to. Yeah. But yeah, um, there are lots of little entertaining things, like in the language, like you say every birdie or is, <laughs> is any birdie here? <laughs> that's so stupid. You know. It's like what they do on My Little Pony. They say yeah. every pony. Oh, no. <laughs> um. I think I think you mean that's awesome. <laughs> I am gonna start utilizing that in everyday speech again. I've like forgot. I I tried to do that for like a day or two after I played this game a few years ago, oh, and nobody got what I was doing. I, I just need to. I don't commit. think anyone ever will. <laughs> no one but us and our three listeners. <laughs> 
we did the math and we have at least a dozen. Yes. yes. There are dozens of us, Eric. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> dozens. There are 12. Most Some of them are in Chicago. <laughs> Shout out to Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> um, let's see. That's that's pretty much all I have to say about it right now. I'm sure I'll do another playthrough sometime because I really want to get that moody library boy. So I'll let you know how that goes. Get that, that moody library booty. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tail. <laughs> that dorsal feather, though. <laughs> <laughs> it just caught me by surprise so much. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Can't even remember what you said now. <laughs> To be honest, it wasn't that funny. Thanks. <laughs> it was. It was really funny. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, like sorry. It. Maybe cut and paste this before Elsa says her funny thing. But for some reason, <laughs> you live in a cave? Yeah. <laughs> God about that. It never explains it. <laughs> it also heavily implies that we're living in a post-apocalyptic society. <laughs> Where everyone's birds now? Yeah. Except for you. Except for me. <laughs> and this one parakeet. <laughs> well, he's still a bird. He's still a bird. But he's, but not, he's a not a pigeon. Not a pigeon. Or a dove, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Thank you, Erin. Thanks. I really appreciate your your experience and <laughs> Me too. you sharing it with us and being really vulnerable. Yes. It's great. <laughs> So, I played some Daddy Dream Date, and nice. uh, I had played a little bit of this before, but I have been meaning to go back to it, and I thought Valentine's Day was a great opportunity to do that, and um, this game is so wholesome and so sweet. You can't, like, it's impossible for me to play this game without having, like, a big dopey grin on my face the whole time. Mm -hmm. It's just silly. Like, there's all these real-life references to things like My Chemical Romance and, <laughs> like, and just cute things. I don't know. I just, it's very sweet. And it's not just sweet because of all of the cute dads who are just running around trying to find some romance. All of them ridiculously adorable and hot in their own way. But it's, I think the thing that I like about them more than anything is that they are all dads in like the proper sense of the word in that their relationship with their individual kids is actually really important to their development. And it's not like they just gave them children who looked like they genetically belonged to them. <laughs> like they actually have set it up so that your relationship with your daughter and then the other dad's relationships with their kids actually explores a lot about their character. And it's a surprising amount of depth for like a silly little game where it's just hot dads dating each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really cute. Um, I hooked up with the bad boy dad, Robert, <laughs> because he was just a bit too attractive. I couldn't resist. <laughs> and then uh, I think I probably like my old college buddy, Craig, the most. And I might pursue that. But first, I wanted to go on a couple of dates with the hot goth dad, Damien, because... <laughs> I am nothing if not predictable. <laughs> and, but it's been really sweet seeing, like, honestly, the way that they interact with their kids more than anything else. I think mm. that's been really, really 
it's been really fun. It's it's kind of more of a visual novel too. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the best dating simulators are. That's a good aspect of a dating simulator is if it has like narrative and story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun. <laughs> um, so I've never played a dating simulator before, and I'm so happy that I started with "I love you, Colonel Sanders." <laughs> I'm so excited to hear about this. So, yes, I played the KFC dating simulator. And, oh, my gosh, you guys, it's just the greatest thing ever. (laughs) It's so funny and, like, really weird. And the product placement is obviously just (laughs) through the roof, but it's in such a funny way that the whole time I was just like, dang, I want some chicken. (laughs) I'm like... Oh my gosh. I I did manage to snag Colonel Sanders' heart, but I did not get his respect for my cooking. Oh. Did it break you? A little bit, yeah. I finished the game and I was like, I need to replay it. He needs to respect me as a cook. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but we we're still together. It's just he doesn't want me to go into business with him. <laughs> And it's because of the stupid time section. Okay, my one problem with this game, because this game was amazing. It was so funny, and it was over the top, but in, like, just, like, the right amount, where it wasn't so much that I was, like, they were trying, you know? It's, like, it's, like, super weird and funny, but my least favorite thing, the only thing that I have to say that's really negative is just the stupid arena competition lunch thingy timed section was dumb because I couldn't read and choose an option in 10 seconds Mm. with the numbers counting down right like huge as big as the screen I couldn't do it and maybe that's the point maybe they don't want you to be able to get Colonel Sanders respect as a cook (laughs) maybe they just they don't want to but I was really mad because I I was doing fantastically before that. You put your heart and your soul into that timed cooking challenge? Yes, I did. And I only got like three answers wrong. I did have to redo it because I got a game over the first time. (laughs) Um, My favorite, my all-time favorite thing in there is this running joke with this one student whose name is student because no one can remember his name. (laughs) He comes into class late and sprinkles Professor Dog, their teacher... (laughs) who is a corgi, uh, tells him off for being late and tells him that he's late. if he's late one more time, he'll get suspended or no, he'll get expelled. <sighs> and um, he's, he also says in that that he doesn't even remember the student's name. Student, every time he comes up, everyone's always like, oh, go away, you're so annoying. And then in like the, the first day's like competition cook-off thing, one of the rivals makes this octopus dish that is apparently turned and the student tries it, and he dies. Oh. <laughs> and he turns into a ghost, but he's like a ghost with a sheet over his head. <laughs> and then he continues to appear in front of you, saying that it's your destiny to avenge him. <laughs> and one of the times it was when I um, I hadn't been paying int- attention in, in Professor Dog's class because uh, Colonel Sanders was just too dreamy. <laughs> and um, the, the next thing I knew, Professor Dog was handing me uh, a platter of 
there was a, a drink of water, there was a pepper, and then there was a dog treat. And I was supposed to choose one for some reason. I don't know why. And so I chose the pepper because it was a food ingredient that I could use in a recipe. And mm-hmm. I ate it. And it was apparently the spiciest thing ever. And I had a hallucination in which student came to me and <laughs> was like, was like, you must avenge me. And I was like, okay, dude, I can't like... I don't want to deal with this right now. And he's like, no, I have to tell you about the prophecy. And then my character started coughing because the, the, the pepper was really spicy. And I kept interrupting while, it, while he was trying to tell me about the prophecy and how important it was. And I couldn't hear him. And then I was suddenly awake. Oh, no. <laughs> and then he kept reappearing to tell me that I needed to avenge him. And I was like, I don't even know your name, dude. How am I supposed to avenge you? <laughs> and it was so funny. Oh, my gosh. And they also reveal some of the secret ingredients. And I think you can find out all 11 herbs and spices, but you don't actually get to see them because they just wipe them out. Of course. <laughs> but your character's like talking about it. Like, it, like, like it's so funny. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe blank is the secret ingredient. I, I didn't even think that was legal to use in food. <laughs> I have to say, I think that we've learned a lot from our game, our dating simulators. But the main thing that we've learned is that the best dating simulators incorporate more than just dating. Yes, absolutely. They incorporate things Not that like I know, having birds never played any others, but and <laughs> and Colonel Sanders and, Colonel, and and satirical product placement <laughs> and cute dad stuff. Yes. There's there was one scene at the barbecue that I like honestly could not stop laughing, where it's just every single dad makes a pun and they just go around in a circle for a while <laughs> making nice. dad jet puns and it's it's delightful okay before we move on i have to just tell, tell you guys about the part that made me laugh the hardest and the whole thing so there's a moment when colonel sanders and your rival are kind of hitting it off and they're like <sighs> talking and you can either insert yourself between the two of them or just um, internally burn with rage. <laughs> and I felt like inserting myself between the two of them was weird and kind of forward. And so I decided to just internally burn with rage. <laughs> and the response was that I burned with so much rage that it caused an actual fire on my face, burned my eyebrows off. And then I ran out of the school scared that I would never find love because I was so hideous now. <laughs> That's the kind of quality content that's in I Love You, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> it's an excellent game. Five stars? Yes, five stars. And I, I definitely, I, I fully intend to play it again and this time choose all the options that I know Colonel Handel- Sanders will hate just to see what happens. So, Aaron, what in your opinion is the best romance options in video games? Well, I haven't played too many with romance options, which is crazy because I love love. Like, der. Um, but I've enjoyed <laughs> Judgment's romance options so far. Um, but I think Persona 5 is probably the best, even though I haven't really delved into like the romance options yet, but just based on everything I've seen and heard and um just yeah all that good stuff but i just wish it would give me more time for everything mm. because then i could probably call it the best but 
I only have so much time to do things. Yeah. Including beat the dungeons. So it's like, <laughs> how do I how do I manage my time? It's like Persona 5 is adulting the game. And I I don't know. It stresses <laughs> me out. It is. <laughs> it forces you to learn time management skills. God, I'm so bad. So, Nobody wants to do that. Ugh. Well, I know that I was praising the the whole idea of like the visual novel and and I said that like I think some of the best dating simulators are the ones that have like a story but that having been said I actually feel like there's a lot to be said for something like the sims so I think that's actually going to be my choice for one of the best dating options because of the word options (laughs) I really like that the sims there's not really much of a narrative a lot of the time and it, besides one that you create. Yeah, you come mm-hmm. up with your own narrative. You come up with your own uh, narrative. And it it is a lot of options. And I like that. That there you're not like limited by any sort of narrative guidelines. You can just kind of create what you want. <clears throat> and um, I think that was the first time, too, that I saw it introduced in a way that was so like, like you can just kind of take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And um, I I don't know I, I like that a lot I think that's a lot of fun yeah um, that having been said I mainly play The Sims in the exact same way which is I turn it on and I build a beautiful house and some people to live in it and then I never play with them again or sometimes <laughs> you then kill all those people so that so they that can there's be a ghosts. graveyard yeah <laughs> and, and then, then you I never play with it and again. then I move in a new family. <laughs> do some fun with some sim families that i put together and i'm like ha this is aesthetically pleasing (laughs) and then i build a beautiful house and i finish it with with stuff and then i shut it off and i don't play anymore (laughs) but um as far as options go i kind of feel like they tapped into something really special with the idea of like "Ah, do what you want yeah you know you can prove you can create the perfect boyfriend yeah, and or perfect harem yeah. of boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> or you can do what I love to do, which boyfriends is where you make girlfriends. one guy, and then you have him hook up with all of the like pre-made sim ladies and try for baby every time, and then you just make a ton of sim babies from your one dude, and then you just pick one that you like and you start playing as them, and then you just like slowly well, go down that's the line. Kind of weird. What the. <laughs> It's really fun because then everyone's family tree all goes back to one guy. <laughs> it's really funny. Jensen, that's a little weird. But I mean, I think you it's understand. The Sims. Everyone is weird when they play The Sims. That's Which I think that's true. what I like about it is that you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's like here, date everybody in the entire town. <laughs> well done. You did it. well she did more than that (laughs) so jensen best romance options video games tally now i'm gonna say more than just that but no tally in mass effect is hands down my favorite romance option in anything i have literally you even know i said that i got two-thirds of the way through mass effect one and then restarted so i could play as a character who could romance tally i've done that before in the second game and i've done that before in the third game part way through just like restarted the whole series because i wanted to romance tally because <laughs> i don't just like start with the second or the third game i never do that i always start with the first and then play through the whole series every time yeah mm. so it's like if i decide i want to restart just to romance tally it's like, it's a commitment of a lot of hours, and I do it frequently, because <laughs> I love her. Yeah, I mean, I think we've been aware for a long time that, that Tally is like your 
your ultimate video game crush. I love her so much. She's so great and she's so much fun. But um, Tally is number one in my book, but just the, the romance options in Mass Effect in general are all fantastic. And even as I'm playing this one where I'm romancing Tally, I'm remembering, oh, Miranda's so much fun to romance. <laughs> and oh, Jack is so much fun too. And I've never actually finished the romance with Thane, but I bet that's awesome. And like, yeah, this is how I play the game. I just like think the whole time about who I could be romancing. And then I just restart it and I do that. <laughs> and I remember the first time I ever played the game before I knew that there were romance in it, romance options in it. I remember I was playing as Femme Shepherd, of course. And right after the whole part with the Prothean Beacon at the beginning, you are back at the ship and Caden's like, it's my fault. You had to push me out of the way. And I said, oh, it's no problem. And then he gave this kind of look. And I, <laughs> little old, however old I was, me, I think I was 18, 17, 18, something like that. I went, is he like sweet on me? <laughs> and I immediately was like, okay, I'm romancing him. <laughs> and I did. Oh, he likes me. And I was like, he likes me. Is there romance in this game? Oh my gosh. <laughs> For that, I had only ever experienced it with uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> with the same voice actor. <laughs> And um, Bastila also, which is the same. It's both the same voice actors because it's that's Fem Shepherd. You guys. Yeah, you have a type. I have a type. And it's Jennifer Hale and Raphael Sabarge. Yep. And whoever voices Tally. Uh, what game doesn't have a romance option but should? Aaron. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> I, like, I know you have thoughts on this. Is this up for every? Oh, like, I just thought you were gathering. I just thought you were yeah, gathering. I thought your you thoughts were gearing because... up to start screaming <laughs> because we know you have no. feelings. <laughs> no, and that's that's why I'm gonna skip over this. Everyone knows how I feel about Spider Man. Um, so moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this might sound like kind of a lazy answer, but I wish all games had romance options. I mean. It's generally my favorite thing in any medium. Um, <clears throat> but if I were to get specific, um, so I forgot to add Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but I'm not going to say why because Elsa hasn't played it Elsa yet. Elsa needs to play that game. She needs to play it. Erin and I have already <laughs> talked about this at length, yeah. <laughs> but we can't talk about it in front of Elsa unless she leaves the room like well, I had to when you talked about Batman. I was going to start it, but then I started playing Witcher. Oh. <laughs> and I'm really happy that you started playing The Witcher. Yeah. You're going to have to play Jedi Fallen Order at I will. some point. Mm-hmm. When, I, when it's time for me to take a pause from Witcher, yeah. I'll play Jedi Fallen Order. It's a pretty short play. It is. That's yeah. so yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome. <clears throat> um, but like, I would love it if Thief had some. As yes. weird as that sounds. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I totally agree. What if you fell in love with someone in the city watch? <gasps> oh, it's so forbidden. Drama. <laughs> <laughs> she loves a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> or what if you? Especially if she doesn't know he's a thief right away. Sorry. I'm yes. Like... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> She's gonna expand on this. <laughs> Or, also looks disapprovingly or, between the two. No, I wasn't looking disapprovingly. I was just imagining your Kickstarter <laughs> for the next Thief game. Oh, gosh, that's an amazing idea. Oh my gosh, guys, do it. our only pitch is he falls in love this time. Yes. <laughs> do whatever else you want with this. We don't care. Thief and he falls in love. <laughs> or 
What if you fell in love with a thief who hates you because she's like your rival <gasps> and she will never be better than you? So romantic. I like the City Watch better. I would romance a City Watch girl. I'm already decided. Right? These are not even real yet, and I'm already big to him romancing. I just, I can't help but notice that these are all very antagonistic. Yes. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. I do like antagonistic girls. That's romances. why it's so much fun to romance Miranda, because at first she's Cerberus operative, and she's like, I wanted to, make, to put a chip in your brain, so you'd have to do what we wanted you to do. And you're like, what? That's evil. And then you, like, get to know her, and then you're like, actually, you're really fun. And then she's like, Cerberus versus evil oh my gosh i can't believe i worked for him for so long and they're like i know come and help me fight the reapers and she's like i will and it's also <laughs> yes. thank you i could go on many more explanations about why all the other romance options are great but i won't <laughs> not right now jensen will just make a video keep an eye out for that oh my gosh that would be so fun <laughs> telling you why you should romance everyone in mass effect <sighs> <laughs> You guys, she has to finish. She has. We have to finish the other videos first. Oh yeah, homework her for now. (laughs) We've told Jensen she's not allowed to film any more videos until she finish finishes editing at least two of the other (laughs) ones that are in her queue. I I will. (laughs) I'm working on it. I already finished one of them. Yay me! Yeah, that's because it was it was actually three, but you did manage to finish one, so now it's two. Okay. <laughs> Good job, Jensen. It was it was a wonderful video, by the way. Um, Thank you. Go to Princess in another video. It's called How to Shinobi, and it's it's fantastic. It's Aaron playing Sekiro and. <laughs> It's a game that she should be amazing at because she's really good at stealth <laughs> games, but she's like really bad at it. And then she becomes really good at it. And then she becomes really bad at it again right before we cut. <laughs> really, it was uh, it was very impressive for having, you know, you just picked up Sekiro and started playing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just love how she doesn't even like remember to jump across the gap at the very end. That's like my favorite thing <laughs> because it's like she's like done all this things, this stuff, and she beat the mini boss, and then she just doesn't remember to jump. <laughs> yeah, that's generally how I roll. That's yeah. like my life. <laughs> um, but also, can you imagine if Dark Souls or Bloodborne had romance options? Aaron, it's like you're reaching into my brain and pulling out the things I've always wanted. <laughs> Seriously, the whole time I was playing Dark Souls, I was like, why can't I romance this silent girl who has no tongue? What are you what are you talking about? I did romance Solaire. <laughs> and then and then when you get her tongue back and, and she can talk, and then she's like, I don't want to talk. And I'm like, oh. I love you even more now. Larry's like, you're so complex. Talk to me. <laughs> Wait, you don't have to talk. We'll just sit here in silence. It's fine. Oh. I love her. That's adorable. Yeah. But yeah, I'm weird. I know I'm weird. Stop looking at me like no, that. I think it's wonderful. No, it's just interesting watching you two. I'm realizing that you feel way more passionately about this subject than I do. And I'm the one who wrote the outline. <laughs> I really, really like romance options mm-hmm. in games. I'm glad. So much fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they. I mean, they probably all <clears throat> end in tragedy. Absolutely. <laughs> they would still be fun, right? Um, oh, speaking of, I saw some fan art on Pinterest that paired a female hunter with a male undead from Dark Souls. Unkindled. Yeah, yeah. unkindled. And right. I was like... Unkindled? Is that what they're called? Yeah. So, yeah. I think so. Probably. I've definitely heard them called that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay. But yeah, I totally ship it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I want that. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah, I love that. And you know, 
since there's some berserk influence in the Dark Souls universe, I would say that it would be very appropriate for there to be some romance options where you just get one happy afternoon together and then everything <gasps> no. is torn away from you. No. I support this so much. No. Are you whispering so quietly and so far from the mic that we're not going to pick up any of that, though? It's possible. I really hope that that's not what happens. <laughs> I'm so scared right now that we're, that, that Zach's going to go and listen to it and he's only going to be able to hear me. <laughs> it's okay. You can just explain what I was saying. Just put the episode out with just me. <laughs> just Jensen being like, I support this and being like, no. <laughs> yeah, I... No context. I don't know what's wrong with me, but a lot of my very favorite <laughs> pairings are the ones that just have this really tragic, like, bent to them. And I've already given you a list of all the people you should romance in Mass Effect and Dragon Age. So that I can be nice and have... So you can be really sad. sad. Super depressed. Just have my heart ripped out of my chest. That's all I really want. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. And uh, let's actually do Jensen next. Jensen, what what uh, game doesn't have romance options but should? All of them. <laughs> oh, so you're just agreeing no, with no, no. Aaron. <laughs> I do have an actual answer, but I really did. <laughs> when I first read it, I was like, duh, all of them. I always want romance in every game. Not even just like a romance option like you can choose, but even just like like an, a romantic subplot, like Uncharted. Oh, my mm. gosh. I love that about mm-hmm. Uncharted. It's like my favorite aspect of the games. Um, but my real answer is probably either Horizon Zero Dawn, Outer oh, Worlds, yes. or Fallout New Vegas. And Fallout New Vegas kind of teased the idea. Um, And I think you could even get endings where it said that you kind of had a thing with one of your companions. But they, like, teased it enough that I was like, could this happen? But then it didn't actually happen. And it was just meaner than not even having them in there. Yeah. So those are my answers. But (laughs) Horizon Zero Dawn is probably the number one one because um, I was shipping Aloy with absolutely everyone the whole time I was playing the game. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'd be like, I ship her with this person. And now I ship her with this person. And now this person. And then it ended and I was like, oh, she didn't end up with any of them. I guess that's (laughs) fine too. I just really like love. I like love. I like love. (laughs) I like like love. I like like love. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the game that doesn't have romance options, but I think should outlast. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> what? Why? No. It's like Elsa. Elsa. No. <laughs> Just no. Can't, can't Who I, are your options? Elsa. Who Elsa, are your options? Elsa can have a little romance in her survival horror as a treat. But not Outlast. <laughs> Who are your options? <laughs> Look, I don't know. Other patients. Who are Resident the Evil. Asylum. If you said Resident Evil, I'd say yes. You can have a little romance as a treat. But Outlast, no. I just, look, I think. It's like, which crazy patient do you want to shack up with? The groomsman does not deserve love. <laughs> He's the worst, Elsa. Well, I wasn't thinking of him. He, were you thinking of Chris? Elsa. <laughs> he would rip you in half. <laughs> Only if he knew you were there. <laughs> how, does, how does that make it okay? 
So you're saying there should be one-sided romance. So you're just like totally crushing on I Chris. I think that's what already happens when it's you play out last Elsa. Unrequited love until he sees you and kills you. <laughs> yeah, that's just already how you play the game. Like I said, like Resident <laughs> Evil, that'd be great. Or something that's like a sort of RPG survival horror, something like Days Gone or something. I no, can see that. No, I want that. something truly terrifying. You want something with an emphasis on the survival part of it. <laughs> you know? Like, okay. Like it, it, it can maybe happen. Look, but not example. <laughs> example, everybody loves the romance, the little tidbits of romance in Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Why am I saying, oh, yeah, I've never played that game. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Pop culture osmosis. You know what I'm talking about. I think I do. Yeah. 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 The yeah. DLC. Right? Is it DLC? I don't even know. <laughs> you guys. You guys, I'm pretending that I know stuff about this thing I've never done. Stop talking, man. <laughs> I can't stop. The microphone compels me to talk. It's Laney. <laughs> Let's, I feel her presence. Let's so I, let Elsa give her awkward opinion. <laughs> <laughs> My point is that, like, there are those survival horror games where there is more of a narrative emphasis, like Last of Us, or um, they they didn't really do too much of that in Until Dawn or Man of Medan, but they could have. Mm, oh, like, yeah. it's in there a little bit, but they could have brought that aspect They did have it, it a little bit, out. and I wanted more of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. But I think that you could do that with, honestly, most survival horror. I think that there could be a place for that, and I think sometimes people avoid it because they're like, we don't want to mix in romance with our horror, but it's like, I kind of feel like romance and horror are a little bit peanut butter and chocolatey, you know? Mm. Like, I kind of feel like they actually go together really well, and we're missing out on some opportunities for some really solid games that I'm an audience for, at I least. Think, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I have several things. First, I agree with you, but not Outlast. Um, <laughs> second well, of all, peanut butter and chocolate is too mainstream. Do like <clears throat> lavender and dark chocolate. It's weird, and no one's going to think of it, but then when you have it, you're like, that works. I actually did have lavender and, uh, like, a ganache dark chocolate gelato yeah. together in, yeah, when, I I, when we were in Florence, and that yeah. was so good. Yeah, I know. I was there. I had it, too. It was so That's why I good. said it. That's why I said lavender and dark chocolate. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. I didn't mean to interrupt oh. you. <laughs> no, you're, wait, just really fast. I just really have just one more thing really fast. Just <laughs> let me ask you this. Just really I just need to ask you this really fast. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a bit that's just... <laughs> it's not even our bit. It's, it's a bit we stole. Yeah, but it's just funny. really funny to me because we do talk over each other a lot. Yeah, we do a lot. <laughs> yeah, we stole it from Ryan George. We're not sponsored by him. He seems nice. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's not sponsored. We're not sponsored by anyone. anyone. <laughs> no one knows we exist. I like it that way. I don't. <laughs> well, on behalf of our 12 audience members, <laughs> this is the brand that they came to respect. And if we ever, ever have the audacity to get sponsored by someone, we are losing their faith in us. I'm fine to sell out. 
I'm here for you. I will protect us from success. We will continue to be the legitimate expression of art that you have come to know for the last 20 episodes. Scoff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but anyway, no, I I can see your point. And even in Outlast, like, say if you, if there was a love interest you had to rescue, that was... the second game. What? That's kind of the second game. That's kind of how the second game goes, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, ups the ante, Except that it's not really a love interest, it's your wife. Yeah. Oh. Which, it's, like, that's kind of, like... It's kind of like the highest level love interest. Yeah. Like you're already married and having yeah. a child together and like. Yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah. picturing the first one this whole time. Yeah, I have too. Yeah. But, and the DLC. But yeah. But, so why bring up the second one? <laughs> because just, she said it. You just interrupted Aaron. She said a thing that happened okay. in it. And I, I'm sorry. It makes the stakes that much higher. Exactly. Yeah. I can see it. I'm glad that I won you over. Thanks. I'm sorry I called you awkward. I know. It, I. It's not. It's not a lie. <laughs> So, next question on our list of romance stuff. Tris Marigold or Yennefer of Vangerberg, and why is the correct answer dandelion? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to make some enemies tonight. <laughs> With me? Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> so, I know that Yennefer is canon, and everyone has very strong feelings about this, but if I didn't know that... And I was going to, and actually, when I started playing the game, I didn't know that. Um, so if I was just going on my first experience uh, with both women in the game, I would go with Triss. Like, she's just so much more fun to be around. And I think she brings out something good in Geralt, and he probably keeps her grounded. So, like, I guess they make each other better. <clears throat> and as for Dandelion, I mean, who is he not the correct answer for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. (laughs) And Jensen, you should go next on this one, too, because you and Aaron actually kind of agree. Yeah, please don't at us. So I also have a controversial opinion. Um, Hush phone. (laughs) Okay. In the books, Yennefer all the way. Triss is kind of annoying in the books. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. Mm. I keep remembering that line when she's like, well, when she's like, I seduced Geralt almost without magic. Yeah. It's like, and I'm like, Triss, shut up. Yeah. Yikes. In the books, I don't like Triss. In the books, Yennefer all the way. But in the games, <clears throat> I, I like Triss more. I think she's lots of fun. I romanced her the first time I played it, and I think she's really great. I do still like Yennefer, and I, it broke my heart to tell her that I didn't love her when I got to that point mm. where I had to tell her that. But um, I really like Triss. In the games. She's fun. But yes, Dandelion all the way. He's great. (laughs) (laughs) Dandelion is just... He's an idiot, but he's fun. (laughs) But he's already it. Yeah. Yeah. He's already it. Yeah. So in my opinion, there's just no contest. I'm sorry, guys. I'm the one who's going to at you. Like, Yennefer of Vangerberg and Geralt of Rivia are meant to be together. I And I do wonder if I would feel differently if I had played the game first. Because the way that Triss is portrayed in the games is just so different. Yeah. Mm. She's way more fun in the game. It's so different. She's a lot more fun. She's a lot more laid back. There's less, like, magical creepiness. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And... Uh, I, I don't know though that I would really feel that differently, but I can't, that's the thing is I'll never know. 
I'll never know because I read the books first and that's the relationship. That's the Yennefer and Geralt that I really came to love as a couple. And so seeing them depicted in the games, it is a little bit hard because it feels like they've reverted a little bit. Like they get to a point in the books where they're a lot healthier and happier Mm. together. And so when you see them in the in the video games, it's like, oh, you guys are acting like you did like two breakups ago. <laughs> but um, but it's still them. And like, I know how much they care for each other. And I know all of that history. And it, I can't forget that. Mm. And so and I can't forget Tris from the books either. She's so different in the books. Mm. She's like she's not a bad character in the books at all. I actually I do like her like as a person, but I don't like her as love interest in the books. Mm-hmm. She's. She's portrayed as um, a lot, a lot younger and a lot more immature, and um, she's kind of selfish. And she kind of, I feel like she projects a lot of what she wants onto Geralt without seeing like what he actually needs and what she actually needs. Mm. And Sapkowski kind of depicts her infatuation with him in a way where you can see how unhealthy it is, and it's kind of hard for me to forget about that too when reading the books. Like, I'm not saying that Yen and Geralt have the healthiest relationship ever. Obviously, they have some problems. <laughs> but um, their dedication to each other kind of overcomes a lot of that. Like, they're they're willing to work through things together. And that's what I love about them. And I don't feel like the video games are different enough from the books for me to forget all of that. Mm. Yeah, and I just love them together. And Dandelion is, I mean... Here's the thing about Dandelion is that as far as his role in the book series, the games, and even the show to a certain extent go, he's like the classical sort of love interest in the in like the in like the most straightforward sense of Geralt has to go rescue him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're fun together. And I love Dandelion. It's just, mm. yeah, they're bros. <laughs> Dandelion or Yaskier. Yaskier, yeah. Which um. means buttercup. In Polish. I know. (laughs) Buttercup. (laughs) I might have complained about that earlier in an earlier episode that I didn't know why he was called Yeskier. It's because you didn't read the books in Polish. It's Yeah, I didn't read the books in Polish, and I also didn't learn a lot of flower names, so I didn't realize (laughs) it was Buttercup until later. And then I was like, oh, duh. (laughs) I did look up flower names. While I was learning Polish. Why, why did that But come I didn't up? look up Buttercup. Because I wanted to know the names of flowers. <laughs> this has been a Polish lesson. <laughs> this has been Jensen. a Polish lesson with Jensen, who doesn't remember all of her Polish. <clears throat> Next question. Worst video game romances. Oh, are you trying to get me to rage about Mary Jane? That has literally been my entire contrivance. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole episode. It's, that's what it's you about. You know what? If you want to hear me rage about Mary Jane, go back to our previous episodes because I'm <laughs> tired of talking about her. I hate her. Bye. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness. <laughs> they did write her very poorly in that game. They did. I thought she was fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jensen's an idiot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Kidding. Oh, wow. Wow. Aaron, Aaron feels so strongly enough about this that she's starting to get a little feisty. No, I don't even know I'm how teasing. to deal with you anymore. I'm um, okay. But in all seriousness, not only does Life is Strange have the dumbest dialogue <laughs> in the universe, it has the worst romance options. There are two, and neither one of them is very good. 
Like, one of them you barely even spend any time with, and the other one is just a bad influence and kind of sucky person all around. I know. And I gotta say, uh, what's his bucket? He likes Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. That was like an instant deal breaker with me. He says it's hilarious or something like that. I'm like, what is wrong with you? The second he was like, you should watch Cannibal Holocaust. I was like, (laughs) I don't think we can be friends anymore. (laughs) He might think it's hilarious that the director writer was so hypocritical that he didn't understand he was making a movie that was speaking out against his own brand of filmmaking. Sorry, I, I maybe I just really yeah, don't maybe. like that movie. No, I mean that movie. Nobody should like. Have that you seen movie. that movie? No, I have seen <laughs> clips from it, and I've heard many many things about it. But oh, that's a real movie. Oh yeah, it's a real movie. Huh? And you know, Aaron. No, Cannibal Holocaust is um, it's like an exploitation horror film. It's in the exploitation genre, oh, but gosh. it's about how exploitation films are bad. And, oh. and it's like they harmed many, many animals while and making it. Almost. Oh. And like some actual people as yeah. well. I know. I'm like straight to the animals. I'm like, that's what offends me about this movie is the the way the animals are treated. Oh, and, and people it's like, too. Oh, people. Which is why. They were hurt too. Oh, okay. That's bad too, I guess. Like there's some <laughs> debate about whether or not it's effective in trying to bring across its message that mm. like um that like exploitation is bad Mm -hmm. but it's definitely side-eyed whether or not it does a good job delivering that message because it's like this is an exploitation film like you exploited people to make it yeah you literally like you killed actual living things and you harmed people and um did you even pay those poor extras it's like really it's like one of these situations where it's just really gross and mm-hmm. everybody kind of feels gross watching it but Yikes. you also but like it keeps getting brought up a lot in film criticism because everybody is just kind of like what happened there mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like there's a lot to think about i wouldn't call it hilarious but <laughs> but he is a dumb kid yeah. so mm-hmm. he's a dumb kid and objectively the worst option between two pretty bad options. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think by the end of the game, I had just kind of given up in the romance option department. And I was like, sure, kid, I'll date you. And then I ended up running off with the What's Her Bucket. <laughs> because so I threw everyone for a loop. <laughs> I was like, just because. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm just trying to finish this game so I can go to class and talk yeah. about it. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is very fair. <laughs> so for me, my worst video game romance, guys, are Zelda and Link even a thing? <gasps> are they though? In my heart of hearts, like what is what is this relationship? Everybody on ships the this. Game. What is this relationship based on? <laughs> I what do they have together? It depends. Explain it to me. It depends on the game. Explain it to me in any okay. game. <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Obviously, they have a thing going. They have what? history, backstory, and they have all this stuff. And well, do here's... not argue that her and Ganon should be together in Breath of the Wild because no, they should not. Have you seen Ganon in Breath of the Wild? <laughs> But I will agree that in some of the other ones, maybe you could argue it, but not Breath of the Wild. Okay, first of all, I didn't even bring up. I'm still, you said, you said, (laughs) I know what you're getting at. I know what you're hojin at, Elsa. No. Okay. It's Polish. (laughs) No. Okay. And you said, bring up an example. 
Breath well, of the Wild now's is the part where I admit that I only played Breath of the Wild for like 100 hours, so I didn't get to any of that content because it happens way down the line. I didn't either, but I watched Lainey play it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I am here for this conversation. <laughs> I am listening to it <laughs> with your ears. Yeah, Wait, what? They have know. not effectively sold me this relationship, and I have played so many of these games. They're doing something wrong, clearly, because I am really easily influenced. Okay, I will agree that it's not it's not good in all of them because, like Twilight <clears throat> Princess, I ship Lincoln Midna. And like, what's that? What's that one chick in Ocarina of Time? I actually kind of like him and the farmer, farmer's daughter. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. actually Rudy or Ruda or whatever her name is, the Sora girl, <laughs> the Sora girl. I love her. She's yeah. so freaking I mean, creepy. Ocarina of Time is a great example. Like Link and any <laughs> other girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, also in Twilight Princess, there's that one chick. Um, I can't remember her name, but I kind of shipped oh. them. What's her bucket at the beginning? Yeah. 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 She gets kidnapped and like anybody besides Zelda. If there's more, there's more context. There's more like foundation to build a relationship on. I don't, but everybody shifts Link and Zelda. Why? Why do we do this? Just because we're told to? Are we just, is that all? Is that all that this know. is? It's just, he's, we're he's being not told even, that he hasn't even been with, like, it's not even been like clearly them shipping, shipped together in a lot of the games, Elsa. Like, That's Link's Awakening. <laughs> Link's Awakening is what's her bucket? And I don't remember the names of any of these <clears throat> characters, but in um, Oracle of Ages, Ages and Oracle of Seasons, two of my favorite Zelda games, it's other people, and yeah. I don't remember their names. And the second game, Adventure of Link, is complete nonsense, and I don't understand anything <laughs> that happens in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I get that they don't... A lot of the games, they don't do a very good job of pushing them together. But for some reason, I've just always wanted them to be together. I don't know. I guess because they're main characters and they're beautiful <laughs> and I love beautiful people love. <laughs> because they're main characters and they're beautiful. <laughs> you know what? Those are solid reasons, Aaron. I yeah, support I, this. I actually feel like that's the way better argument than whatever you were saying. I'm not shallow at all. What was I? I wasn't making an argument. I was just saying an example. I wasn't making an argument. She argued. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Taking my ball and going home. Taking my microphone. And going home. Don't take that attack. <laughs> Weirdest favorite romance in video games. Wait, did, wait, wait, did wait Jensen I didn't go? do it. I didn't go. Oh, I'm sorry. Jensen, what's your wrong answer? <laughs> Shut up. Okay, my uh, least favorite romance, worst video game romance, whatever the question is, um, is Anders from Dragon Age. Because he was so much fun in Awakening, and then they put him in two, and you could romance him, but suddenly he was a gigantic buzzkill. And I started romancing him, and I got halfway through the game, and then I was like, he's really sad, and he's bumming me out. Why can't I romance Varric? <laughs> and then I stopped playing as that character, and I restarted, and I romanced Meryl, and I was so much happier. Aw. I love Meryl. She's so great. She's Welsh. <laughs> Weirdest favorite romance in video games. Chair makes the every once in a while. Yes, it was the chair. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and let you guys define what weird means in this context. I feel like that's the it's, that's best a way weird, to do it. Um, oh, it's a weird word to define. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Well, we need to wrap this up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Clearly, I'm going to wait too long. All right. Okay. Um, so I actually thought this was weird until I stumbled across this. I think it was a Watch Mojo video the other day. It was, oh, I was looking at it because I wanted inspiration for this episode. And they actually brought up the one that I was thinking I was a weirdo for wanting. Um, but I mean, I guess it's probably not technically possible. But anyway, I've always shipped Master Chief and Cortana from Halo. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're I totally just so agree. cute together. Mm-hmm. And he's so sweet with her. And she's always got his back. And, and she's not real. And she's <laughs> not real. She's real. She's an AI. She's so just, she has no physical form. Intelligence is still intelligence. Yes, it's still intelligence, but she it's has no true. physical form. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's it's one of those they really angsty romances form. where yeah. they there's always something separating them, like Shepard and Tally. <laughs> you guys, it comes full circle. <laughs> I've always felt like being a a naked small blue AI makes you kind of vulnerable <laughs> to this giant machine man, <laughs> one oh, man army. No. I don't it's know. Really sweet. I just thought it's really cute. I think it's cute. <laughs> they're always together yeah. through the good times and the bad. Oh, so. yeah. I agree. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay, so my friend Lexi reminded me of the game Tac Tac and the Power of Juju. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> a delightful, a delightful little romp. Yes. And uh, there's a subplot where your buddy Locke is being relentlessly pursued by Vanessa the gorilla. <laughs> and we actually utilize this infatuation, like, as a mechanic within the game. Like, Vanessa will just sort of come up and, and hug him and and just, like, accidentally murder him. Oh, and no. you have to pretend that. <laughs> oh, no. that from happening? First, I oh, was no. going to be... First, I was gonna be like, "Oh, that's so sweet," and then accidentally, oh, oh no, <laughs> no. Like you can sometimes get her to like do things for you Aww. to like help with the game mechanics, but you always have to um, manipulate her frequent attempts to assault lock. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's, it's very weird, but like really funny in context. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I I mean, I remember when that game came out. I think I even played it a little, but I mostly remember watching other people play it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she reminded me of Vanessa and was gushing about how much it was, how much she loved it. And I was just like, ah, oh, blast from the past. Um, and then uh, I, and then I was thinking about it and I realized, I don't know if this one's really that weird because it's clearly intentional on mm-hmm. the part of the, the, the game developers I know like what you're gonna say it yeah was intentional it was absolutely intentional but monkey and trip in <laughs> enslaved odyssey to the west it's such a it's such an interesting romance i it's, don't know it's like it never fully blooms but there's enough there that it makes me really yeah happy. there yeah <laughs> so cute. there's enough there that, that like <laughs> you can't possibly miss it yeah but they don't I don't know how to describe it. It's they don't really they don't really develop into like a full blown romance within the context of the game. Yeah. It's more like they just tease you with it the entire time, and then the game just abruptly and then the game's ends. over. It yeah. just Aww. ends, and then they didn't make another and you're one. Like, what? Aww. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. It, it, it's a little this, bit heartbreaking. This game literally breaks my heart when I think about it sometimes. It's really fun. I love it so much. Aww. They were so cute. I think it's impossible to play that game and not ship them. Yeah. Mm. It's just I agree. so cute. Yeah. 
Okay, and mine is Lady Grey in Fable. <laughs> yeah, she's so great. Um, I've I've heard a lot of people say that Lady Grey is a huge pain because she always hates you and is really mean and stuff. But she's not if you're good. And you do have to be like a certain level of evil in order to marry her. But, but what you do is if you start out evil and then you start to become good while you're with her, then she loves you and is like the best. Yeah, see, people misinterpreted it. They thought that because you have to be a little bit evil to marry her, that she must like evil guys. And that's not it at all. No. She hates you when you're evil. <laughs> she, she wants the redemption arc. Yeah. She wants to be there to see your redemption arc. She wants to change you. And if you do that and you start out evil and then you become good while you're married to her... It's so much fun. And I love her. And I don't even care that she killed her sister or something. What? What? I forgot okay. about that. Yeah. <laughs> she killed her sister and possibly other members of her family Aww. and buried them underneath their house. That's fun. She's great. <laughs> She's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the second yeah, game, try to you make a rebuild dumb joke. her out of pieces of her corpse and bring her back to life. And then she marries the... Uh, groundskeeper well she can depending on choices you make oh traitor i know <laughs> i did feel kind of betrayed i was like hey she's my wife <laughs> i brought her back to life <laughs> i think you can marry her actually i just remembered i think you can yeah you can you you can marry her again in the second game um i just usually feel bad for the groundskeeper and so i'm like fine Aww. i'll leave <laughs> Yeah. What not video game thing are you obsessed with right now, Aaron? Oh, I just finished Anne with an E, you guys. And oh, the, isn't it perfect? It's, it's so, so great. Good. The void in my heart. What do I do now? <laughs> in fact, Zach binged it with me, which <laughs> neither of us thought we would like it that much, but we both just totally fell in love with it and... It's just such a good, wholesome time, and I love the romance between Gilbert and Anne, and even though Anne is kind of an, an emotional idiot sometimes. <laughs> yeah. She's I'm the best. You, oh, I shouldn't say it's a spoiler. For our listeners? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to be, okay, everybody, I just need you to, st I just need you to stop your ears for like the next 10 <laughs> seconds. How much did you love it when she freaked out and ripped up Gilbert's letter before reading it? Uh, <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm that like, is, Anne, you idiot. That is the most laney thing I, I have ever seen in my life. Oh my gosh. Oh, it was so stressful. Oh, that whole last that, episode. Yeah, that entire thing, him losing her letter and her ripping his up and then she's like oh wait maybe that was a stupid thing and then piecing it back together and it's like he doesn't love me and it's like yep that's oh. that's why he left you that note yep you're definitely yes, that makes sense Anne Ugh. yeah oh my god anyway <laughs> spoilers I love that over I think yeah yeah we're good yeah we're good <laughs> but yeah so I'm just trying to f find something to fill the void now Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. It. Um, so my non-video game obsession right now is taxes. <laughs> I'm a tax attorney. It's tax season. I literally don't have time for anything in my life right now, other than I'm, The Witcher. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Like I'm sleeping and I'm doing people's taxes, and if I have any other free time, I am dedicating it to The Witcher. Mm -hmm. It's my life. I get it. 
Yeah, I mean, fun. the Witcher part, not the taxes part, because yeah, I'm not a tax part. attorney. Sounds fun. <laughs> taxes are kind of fun. And nobody gets it. It's fine. <laughs> We're glad for you. Thanks. <laughs> Jensen, what not video game thing are you obsessed with? Mass Effect. So that's a video game. Do you, do you want to change your answer? <laughs> I I can't think of anything else. Um, I I finished my grand re- rewatch of Parks and Rec, and then I finished my grand rewatch of The Office, and I've started a grand rewatch of Brooklyn Nine Nine. And the whole time I'm playing Mass Effect, and I love Mass Effect. Other than that, um, I guess I've I've been reading the Twitter pages of a lot of the people who worked on Mass Effect. <laughs> So like Jennifer Hale and okay. and Casey Hudson. I, I think we understand yeah. your situation. Noise. I really like Mass Effect, you guys. We know. It's good. Yeah. All right. Well, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. That was like kind of creepy sexy. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> oh, should we maybe plug some of our things? Like, we're going to do the thing. We're going to do the spiel. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We just have Aaron recorded it. <laughs> well, you cut out that horrible kissing noise I just tried to make. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. That's staying in. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, but yeah. wait. First. Oh, what's happening? I have to bestow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We forgot Aaron's my birthday game. Birthday game. <gasps> yeah. Upon Aaron. Your so so what? <laughs> Bestow your birthday games upon our heads. So what game will I be required to play for your birthday? I'll start with the obvious one. Elsa, I want you to play the rebooted thief. (gasps) Ooh. Oh, I like this assignment. This is not what I expected, but I like this assignment. Really? Okay. Yes, I will do that. After I I give Jensen's hers, I want to know what you guys thought I would give you. Okay. 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 Jensen? Mm Mm-hmm. I want you to play Persona 5. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh! I like this. Yes. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting either. Wow. <laughs> I did something unexpected. Yes, I'm so proud of myself. Good job. Good job, Aaron. Yeah. Thank you. Ooh, I'm so excited. We, we thought maybe it would be too obvious for you to tell me to play Judgment, but we were thinking you might mix things up and make Jensen play Judgment uh. and then make me play Control. Uh, yeah, but oh, that would have been a really good one too. But I'm but, very pleased with these assignments. Yes, <laughs> but so. I'm still playing Judgment. So <laughs> That's happy Valentine's Day and happy, happy birthday to Aaron! Yay! Mm-hmm. Thank you. Happy birthday, Aaron! Yeah. <laughs> and we love you. We love Aaron you so funny. much. Hey, thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Your hopes, your dreams, your loves and fears. Message us at Princess and Pod on Instagram and Twitter or check out our YouTube channel, Princess and Another Video. You can also email us at princessandanotherpodcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. Take good care of your gamer hearts and souls. <laughs>